Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Josh, you mentioned that the Dolphins paid Vic Mangio $4.5 million and they came out, they hit the field at Hard Rock Stadium stormed the field Saturday and put on a stellar performance. Is that much of a surprise to you considering um, the paychecks you see over there? No, I guess not. I mean, I think teams are, uh, you know, analysts and things like that might've saw the Jalen Ramsey injury, you know, maybe knocking this defense down a peg, but I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, as long as everyone can continue to stay healthy, um, you know, that secondary's playing their butts off. We'll talk about Cam Smith, you know, Javon Holland is Javon Holland, Xavier Howard's making plays. And then that front up, is just insane. So, no, it doesn't surprise me at all. And you wonder how much Vic Fangio wants to go out there and, you know, teach this young whippersnapper, uh, you know, a lesson and go out there and have that defense clamp down on the offense. First and foremost, the orange jersey tracker. I had the honor of writing that up all week as you and nice. Barrett take the same week off. That was actually pretty impressive. Uh, but Christian sure. Wilkins. No, it was, it was actually, it was awesome. It was, uh, yeah. So Christian Wilkins Saturday, he took the field wearing that orange Jersey. Um, again, he's asked about his contract situation, obviously entering his fifth season. He's that fifth year option of his rookie deal was picked up last year. He basically came out and said, it's kind of up the organization to figure things out. Josh, I kind of had a tinfoil hat idea of maybe the dolphins were waiting for training camp to begin. But all of a sudden, I don't know if this is something that could even be done this year. I'm really starting to get the impression that maybe, maybe Christian Wilkins might be headed towards maybe a franchise tag next year. Yeah, that's where all signs are pointing right now, a franchise tag. But hopefully, you know, they find a way. I just, uh, there's a lot of critical decisions that they got to figure out. And then, you know, if Tutsunga Valoa does what we expect him to do, I mean, he's eventually going to get paid an insane amount of money. So this cap situation's going to, going to be ugly over the next few years, I think. So we'll see what happens. But Christian Wilkins long-term in Miami is hopefully how this all ends up, right? Hey, you know what will help out a lot too is if these some of these draft picks actually step up. They kind of help out. Uh, the Dolphins are in a really tough situation. They don't have a massive middle class. When you pay a lot of expensive guys, you need some lower salary guys. One name we're starting to hear, Josh. I want to talk Cam Smith in a second, but Iggy Island, is it happening? Why not? I mean, we saw him seal the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we know that he's young. I mean, we've all said our negative things about him, but at the end of the day, he's still a young player. He's in under Vic Fangio. Jalen Ramsey's coaching him up on the sideline. Maybe this is the year we see Iggy Island step up, and um, I don't know that it'll ever be worth that pick that we gave up, but even him going out there and looking competent, putting all that other crap behind him, which it sounds like he's done. Yeah, man, sure. Iggy Island, sign me up. 
last year he had his lowest completion percentage against. It was only like 44%. Um, One year it was uh, above 50 and the other one was about 49%. You mentioned that interception against Pittsburgh. That was the first of his career. Josh, this is also someone that's 23 years old. And I'd love to get your thoughts on the cornerback room in general, because I had Kat on last week. We were doing a little um, depth chart breakdown. And as we were talking, I was starting to kind of get the impression and at least think about this in my head that, are the Dolphins in trouble at cornerback all of a sudden? I mean, we talk about all these names that we're excited about. I mean, Trill Williams was going to come in and be great. Nick Needham was going to be another guy who was going to be a great slot cornerback. All of a sudden, you're relying on Cater Kohu, who was great last year, but you were expecting to have some guys back this year. You bring in Jalen Ramsey. He's hurt. Nick Needham isn't on the field yet. All of a sudden, are you relying? Are you desperately relying on Noah Igbenogany or Cam Smith to be the guy? Because it, it's starting to feel that way. Yeah, I mean, you you have to. Yeah, I, I guess you are right. I mean, you see the injuries that are occurring. Jalen Ramsey, you mentioned it best. I think you said he was kind of like the cherry on top of the Sunday. I mean, I, I still think this unit's pretty darn good, right? So you hope that Cam Smith can build upon that camp, which we hear him making plays. There was that video of him trailing, I think, Braxton Berrios and having a nice pass breakup. Continues to make plays in camp. So you're going to rely on Cater Coe, who was one of the better coverage uh, corners in football last year, Xavier Howard without those two groins is going to be another elite corner. And then you just hope someone can step up, right? Nick Needham gets healthy. Trill Williams, maybe bring him back to corner. I, I don't know, man. Eli Apple, that's a guy that we didn't really get to talk about much. I mean, I think it's pretty cool that he ended up with Miami. The fact that Tyree Kill's like, whatever, I just want to go out there and embarrass him every week. So um, we'll see who steps up. But they are starting to trend towards Cam Smith. Cater Kohu, obviously, you know, being big X factors in that secondary this season. Yeah, man, I'm starting to wonder if if Nick Needham, he was one guy that I kind of thought, too, that he'd come back and be such a jolt in the arm for this unit, especially just that experience, someone who can play boundary inside, someone who's used to being undermanned in, in situations like that. But, man, all of a sudden, I, I'm just kind of concerned that there isn't a lot of experience in that group. Do you see Eli Apple maybe jumping up into one of those starting roles, or do you kind of see it as maybe Cater Kohu is that slot, and then it's Cam Smith versus Iggy for that um, second cornerback spot while it's um, Jalen Ramsey getting healthy. Yeah, I think Eli Apple, when you sign him, I mean, you're not expecting to bring in a guy that can start or you don't think you're going to sign a guy this late in the season that can start. But we've seen how many games he started with the Bengals. I think that he can come in there and definitely compete with that. But um, I think he's only making, what, the vet minimum? I think I can see Eli Apple stepping up in that role. But you hope that Iggy can show that he can compete with an Eli Apple because, I mean, Eli Apple was – decent at one point but at this point he's just a body out there who can probably be a solid cornerback too probably ruffle some feathers and get into the opposition's head but you hope one of your guys can step up because um yeah man you mentioned it we had some talent on there a couple weeks ago we felt pretty darn good about that unit and quickly it just kind of dissolves right through your hands it's, it's pretty crazy that's so the, dolphins <laughs> it really is it's a struggle um the three names mentioned the most by the on the defensive end, simply Raekwon Davis, Zach Sealer, and Christian Wilkins. Those guys were absolute monsters in the trenches. Um, not only does it say how good they are, how good that defensive front is going to be, but all of a sudden, breaking news, the Dolphins' offensive line is making us a little queasy too. But Josh, before we get into that, Wilkins, Sealer, and Davis were the three biggest names, but I think maybe one of the most noteworthy opportunities of the entire scrimmage was Audrey Miller, Aubrey Miller, excuse me, getting to call the defense at linebacker. We've heard little hints of Andrew Van Ginkle playing snaps inside, but all of a sudden, man, is this an opportunity? The undrafted free agent comes in and just kind of runs away with a job, maybe a depth position. 
I definitely think you can be that depth position. I mean, I think that's why I got my wires crossed earlier because I was saw the word linebacker and just immediately thought about um, Aubrey Miller. I mean, that's a guy that we talked about when we were talking about Acorns, a guy that at Jackson State just looked like a freaking, you know, men amongst boys, played well, I believe it was in the Shrine game. I mean, to see him being able to call plays and to look like that defense, you know, it didn't look too big to him. I mean, that's exciting because you lost to Landon Roberts. You mentioned Duke Riley earlier. I mean, Channing Tindall, you hope, can step up. I mean, that linebacker unit's still a question mark. But if you can have a guy like Aubrey Miller step up, play some special teams, be a thumper in key situations, I mean, I think it's awesome that he's calling plays, at least in the scrimmage. Yeah, and it's just baby steps, right? I think one of the things we go back to our book club we had about Noah Igbenogny, the key is you're going to have opportunities. And it's just kind of making a little bit of noise uh, during those opportunities. And just the fact that Miller is out there, it's a scrimmage. You know, we, we will see it happen in a game. I assume he'll be out there with either the second or third team calling the shots. But just seeing him start climbing that ladder a little bit is what's interesting to me because we saw it start last year with Noah, right? He has a couple pass breakups early in the season. All of a sudden, he's still in the lineup. All of a sudden, it's a Pittsburgh game, and he gets the first interception of his career. All we're really looking for from these guys are just those slight opportunities. It's not going to be big, game-changing things. You know, We're not going to come out of the first preseason game, and, and Aubrey Miller is going to be the number one rated linebacker in all of PFF. But what we can see here is that growing trust with the group. And Josh, we're asked, or the Dolphins are asking for uh, depth at defensive tackle. They're asking for depth at safety. Vic Fangio hasn't really said anything about linebacker, has he? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You got Mike Rose, right? Mike Rose, they signed him. That was a yeah. linebacker, right? Yeah. Oh, other than Mike, other than Touché. Mike Rose, right? Other than Mike Rose is a, a little bit of a depth piece. I mean, yeah, th that's not a guy that's going to come in and compete with some of these guys. So he has to feel pretty good about this unit. Again, we mentioned Navario Bowman coaching some of these guys up. Hope the Channing Tindo can finally do what we expect. And Andrew Van Ginkle, I think, is going to at least play solid wherever he's put, right? I mean, that's a guy that just goes out there, puts his head down, and, and works. So, um, yeah, man. Awesome. Let's see this linebacker core takes the next uh, leap under Vic Fangio and hopefully Aubrey Miller, you know, can step up and earn some reps, man, because it's been a while since we had that presence inside the the middle of the linebacker union. But then we didn't even mention David Long, right? David Long's a stud. He's, yeah, stock's been rising at David Long quite a bit. Some, he's on the field. Um, one note I heard about him that I thought was so interesting is that the Titans last year played some of the softest boxes in the entire league. Um, they had a very strong front. They had a very strong font with Justin Simmons in the middle. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, excuse me. Um, kind of like the Dolphins have with uh, Christian Wilkins. I'm really interested to see David Long versus the running game. One of the things about the Titans last year is they were great at stopping the run despite having all these uh, soft interiors. You know, not a lot of guys filling up the box like we'd seen the Josh Boyer defense. So I'm very interested to see if David Long can stay healthy, if the Dolphins can maintain their identity of being one of the more stout rushing defenses despite blitzing a lot. And, and David Long seems like someone who can kind of be that X factor. Yeah, I mean, early on, he was one of those exciting free agent signings because once, you know, you see the signing relatively cheap price, you go and watch what he does on the tape. I mean, it gives you, you know, you get excited. So hopefully he can stay healthy and anchor that unit. But yeah, man, Aubrey Miller calling plays. I think that's pretty cool. And 
Um, Vic Fangio, if there's anyone that could take this unit to the next level, it's got to be him. It's. I've been trying to kind of pull back on being a homer on, with the impression of this defense really struggled last year, right? 26th in passing defense. I. It's really going to rely on those linebackers if they want to be that top 10 unit because I do think they're not going to be 26 against um, opposing quarterbacks or opposing passing offenses. But stopping the run, man, if David Long can stay healthy and be that guy in the center, that thumper for 15 games, I think that's just such a difference maker. And you do see the slight differences that he has with Alandon Roberts, where Alandon Roberts, he was either going to make a tackle for a three-yard loss. There were also times he just flat out whiffed and maybe not hit the hole whatsoever. The running back goes, gets 20 yards. David Long seems like someone who can kind of weave through the trenches a little better. And while he might not be that just – heat-seeking missile, that Ralphie going through the window you huck at a, a opposing running back, I think he can kind of maintain those two- to three-yard gains that puts the offense in an awkward, you know, second and seven, third and six, whatever it may be, to kind of make sure that they're not ahead of the chains. Yeah, and he can also move, too. I think that's what's most impressive. He has speed. He can cover a little bit, and that was all stuff that I don't want to say Landon Roberts couldn't do, but he was more of a guy who was just going to, you know, tackle guys into guys, right? I mean, we love to say yes. that. 